Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get this thing set up, rocking and rolling. Howdy, folks. How are we? It is Friday, August 11th, 2023. This is the Neighborhood Watch. This is the Neighborhood Watch live chat. The Neighborhood Watch is part of the 365 Sports Network. We are here on Crystal Ball College Football. This is the best place for five-plus days a week of all the Big 12 content that you all uh, could want. This week's live chat is happening here on a Friday at noon, so we're glad that you all are joining here. Make sure you all like the video. Make sure you all subscribe to Crystal Ball College Football, the channel. Uh, When you all do so, it really does help the channel grow, so please subscribe to the channel, like the videos, find this podcast wherever you all get your podcasts, please. That's helpful when you guys do that, too. Leave a five-star rating. Find us on Twitter at NWPod365. It's actually X now. Find us on X at NWPod365, also at Josh Neighbors underscore, uh, answering your questions today here on the Neighborhood Watch. You will get preference if you guys send them in via Super Chat. So if you guys send Super Chats, uh, I will give those questions preference. What we're tackling on today's show, Pac-12, big-time report uh, coming in today about how much money the Pac-12 conference was asking for. And we'll get into that. Uh, $50 million is what we are having reported. So we'll dive into that. Also, is 16 schools the right number for the Big 12 conference? We'll dive into that as well. Once again, like the video, help us get the uh, the chat going, uh, bring y'all's chats, bring your questions. Also send those super chats. It's a really great way to support this show. All right, let's get this thing going. So, the news that we got today, this comes via an over last, but John Canzano is still very plugged in in Pac-12 country. John Canzano with the reporting today that the Pac-12 was seeking $50 million per school per year. Um, you know, and he got a, a response saying from somebody, we said we want $50 million per school. ESPN had offered basically the Big 12 package $30 million per school per year, which honestly, it seems, it seems about, you know, uh, the right kind of the big 12 range, or it makes a lot of sense that would be in that range. And now you're seeing that's coming out. They had expectations way too high. So you all have heard me say this before, but I'm going to reiterate this again. I thought Brett, Yormark's best value that he added to the big 12, as far as the television contract was concerned, was the fact that Brett, Yormark looked at the Big 12 and understood what it was and what it wasn't, right? The Big 12 is a college sports conference, yes, 
but it is not one of the college sports conferences. It is not the Big Ten. It is not the SEC. And while Big 12 schools are winning championships in basketball, while they are playing in champion, just playing a championship game, obviously in football, uh, you know, that, that makes it, you know, clear that the Big 12, hey, they're competing, but the big brands, the television companies are chasing are not those schools. And so when you get a strong offer, like the offer that they got from uh, Fox and ESPN for how much money their schools are going to get per year, 31.7, you take that deal. Now, are the Big 12 schools worth more than that? I mean, you're kind of worth whatever somebody deems you're worth at the time, right? It's kind of the Oregon and Washington conundrum. Oregon and Washington, in my point of view, are definitely worth more than 30-some million dollars they're getting right now. But the problem is they were at a negotiating disadvantage. So because of that, they are you know going to get start basically at that $30 million range and have to work their way up. You are worth whatever, you know, in, in terms of television revenue, you are worth what the television companies say you are worth. And I thought Brett Yormark understood that. The Pac-12 leadership did not understand this. I don't think they ever understood this. I remember when the Pac-12 deal came out. I remember that uh, I, you know, I think Wilner had something written about this, about what Klyavkov had to say, being like, well, look at what the Big Ten just got. And for some reason, believing that what the Big Ten got applied to them. The Big Ten's television deal, guys, it never applied to the Pac-12. They wanted it to. They wanted to believe it did. But in no rational way, in no real world, was the Big Ten deal uh, applicable to what the Pac-12 does. Yeah, the Big Ten's going to have Pac-12 schools in USC and UCLA. They're going to have that West Coast presence, sure. But in no way, shape, or form did that apply in terms of the financials because the brands, the Big Ten, Ohio State, um, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, right? And like also the number of televisions that they reach. Now you go to Los Angeles too. You add that in, that in there. And you also add in the fact that they're in the DMV, that the fact that they are in, you know, other strong brands across the Midwest, that they are in New York, you know, the Rutgers and Rutgers is not about strength of Rutgers. It's about like the fact that the Big Ten is on TVs there. And there's a lot of alumni from other schools uh, in the Big Ten that are in that area. The Big Ten is nationally watched. All of those things like that. And that did not apply to the Pac-12. Also, multiple networks is common, but Kevin Warren ran that TV deal like an NFL TV deal, right? The NFL can be watched on the NFL network. There are games on Thursday night on Amazon, on CBS, on NBC, on Fox, on ESPN, right? But that's because it's the NFL and the NFL is the most valuable sports property in America. Uh, the Pac-12 is not that. The Big Ten even isn't isn't like, you know, isn't like, like all the way that. But the thing too, like they did a good job in the, all right, what do we have? We have these massive brands, People do want to watch these massive brands play. And so we'll make sure we spread out these games amongst multiple TV partners. And that'll make the price go up. And lo and behold, the Big Ten got a ton of money. And while the Pac-12 has some quality brands, I just don't understand how they looked at that deal and thought that it applied to them in terms of the net. Because once again, they're fighting for the disadvantage too. When we talk about the streaming aspect of things, they were just involved in the streaming space and the Pac-12 network was a complete and abject disaster. I mean, some folks like some of it, but also like 
the fact that one of the semifinal games, the Pac-12 tournament in basketball between Oregon and UCLA was on the Pac-12 network is a joke. That should not be happening. You don't want a semifinal game between two of your better brands happening on the Pac-12 network. And so they were fighting at a disadvantage from the beginning, but they did not seem to understand where that disadvantage had them. We said we wanted $50 million per school is what you know as John Canzano had talked to at a source. And I just, that that is never possible. $50 million was absolutely never possible for the Pac-12 conference. I don't understand why they thought $50 million was possible. I, I just, I, I think about the brands of the Big 12, and I, and I think we can see that Oregon and Washington are very, very strong brands. That's great you have those. But my God, like you still have, and Stanford and Cal, I mean, you know, they're branding and they're in the Bay Area, but like they're not significantly valued because of their, their, their athletics. Like it's just not something that's driving a lot of viewership right now. Access to TV markets, sure, but we're not just paying for access to TV markets. If that were the case, guys, SMU would have been a school in a power conference uh, a long time ago. And I think San Diego State, much along those lines too, would have been a school in a power conference a while ago if it was just about getting markets. You still need to be a large state university um, that's had you know a little bit of success as well. And those, you need all those things. Like you need to be basically dynamic across the board with all of those things, right? And so even with those even with those brands, though, it's like you still have got the Arizona schools, Colorado and Utah. It's like that's great, and Washington State and Oregon State. It's great, but this is not some like massive brand value, and also. I think about this too, like the lack of viewership that came from the Pac-12 network. I don't think people were saying that, uh, oh, we miss Pac-12 football a lot. Like the fact that games were in the Pac-12 network or Pac-12 basketball, I don't think had people saying to themselves, oh my goodness, I miss Pac-12 football. Oh my goodness, I miss Pac-12 basketball. No, like that didn't really happen. So if you take your product and you put it on a platform where less people are viewing it, and then, you know, it's not like there's a massive demand to bring it back, then what are you providing, right? Like the Big 12 is in a spot where the Big 12's biggest strength is, I've mentioned this before, I keep saying this though, they might not be that, that $100 steak that you're getting, but they're the really good sides. They're the wine that you pair with the steak. They're the really good, you know, uh, creme brulee for dessert, uh, the mashed potatoes, whatever, whatever, uh, you know, in this meal metaphor you want to use, like they help complete the meal. And that meal being a day full of college football, the Big 12 offers you contests that are competitive, that offer ranked teams, known quantities, known coaches, and potential star players across the board, right? And so think about it like this, like, TCU is not a massive, massive brand, but we think about, hey, the fact that TCU Baylor was fantastic and TCU Texas Tech was compelling as well. And also, you know, I mean, even Kansas TCU to some extent too. Think about how those games developed into really interesting contests. And, and once again, that Kansas TCU game, if we go back and look at that, that Kansas TCU game was college game day. It was actually on FS1, but it was really compelling because of KU and their spot. And then also too, you know, TCU's run made them compelling and that K-State, you know, TCU game, just another addition of the Big 12 championship game being an absolute banger. And so the big, the, the television companies are the, hey, we're not getting the highest 
uh, of high products when it comes to viewership, but people love college football. These are in states where the brands are good enough, and these teams are competitive enough to where we're talking about college football playoff contenders. And say what you want about Oklahoma State, but a lot of folks, and I didn't think this was true, I thought Cincinnati should have been in in 2021, but Oklahoma State was maybe inches away from being in a college football playoff game if they score against Baylor. And so we have to consider that too. It's like this, the Big 12 title games, you're not really sure who it's going to be at the end of the line, right? In the SEC, you are basically guaranteed that an LSU, a Georgia, a Florida, an Alabama, somebody compelling is going to step up and compete for a conference title and then put themselves, inject themselves in the national title picture. Uh, and yes, uh, thanks to uh, shorts all year. That's also kind of my vibe too. like the video guys like the video that really does help a whole lot when you all like the video helps get out to other people, help us get this chat going. So like the video, leave comments as well. If you all leave a super chat, it really does help support the channel and we'll give preference to those. Also, please send your questions because I will be answering those questions as we go throughout the show as we get later on. But back to kind of the point here is look, there is no, there is no guarantee obviously that, you know, that the big 12 brand is going to be uh, a great in a year, but we know from John O'Ran's reporting that the pack 12, uh, the, the Fox, excuse me, was back in on the big 12 because they love the competitive nature of the league and how competitive those games were. Well, if you spin that forward and you know, why would the ESPN like it too? ESPN picked TCU K state as college game day championship week, TCU versus Kansas state ends up being this fantastic football game that ends, you know, uh, ends up uh, being just, you know, does really good ratings too on championship weekend. So maybe you're not sure, but with the way schedules are flexed, you can flex these compelling games into spots and think about it guys, Baylor, Oklahoma state earlier in the year was a three thirty Fox game uh, early last year. And that game ends up not determining a whole lot for who wins the wins the Big 12 race, right? Those two teams were not involved in the Big 12 title fight, but they were still compelling ranked teams earlier in the season and delivered a game that was, you know, kind of weird back and forth for a minute. Excuse me, but um uh, you know, the, those TV networks obviously are seeing what's, you know, uh, uh seeing that the Big 12 delivers this product. Brett Yormark understood that. You know, the Pac-12 delivers a couple really quality brands in um Utah, or excuse me at this point, you know, Utah is fine, but like Oregon and Washington, right? Uh, and then they offer those late night games that kind of, that, that's what you're, that's what you're offering there. And so your goal should just be to get back on cable at a fair price. $50 million is just a complete lack of understanding about what your conference is worth. And that's why you got jumped. That's why you got jumped because the big 12 understood, okay, we can be safe. We can get a deal and you know, it's going to allow you to move forward. And what we're hearing now, you know, uh, John Dry says, hey, uh, GK is fired. Yeah, man, like he shouldn't be the commissioner anymore. Uh, that, that's kind of over for George Klyavkov, you know, and, and I'm not sure, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what uh, what other place is going to go and hire him. Like, I wouldn't really want to hire him in sports. Maybe you learn from your mistakes and whatnot. But, man, there was a lot of arrogance and elitism and thinking that they were a lot better than themselves than was actually the case so that's why they are where they are now. And there's four schools left and they're trying to, uh, you know, they, they're trying now to talk to Oliver Luck and I'm not sure if that's going to save them. I'm not sure if it's going to save their skin, but you know, they're, they got to try whatever they can. And I'm not shocked that there are significant roadblocks 
to them joining the ACC? Why would the ACC just let them in? Does this do anything for them? I don't really understand why a Virginia Tech would want Stanford and Cal in the conference. Uh, I, I just I don't understand what that's going to do for them. I don't think it does enough. You know, adding Premier Academy like Notre Dame wants it to happen, but why should they do anything? Uh, why should they anything at all for Notre Dame? Notre Dame jo- needs to join the league, uh, you know, like full time in football if they want to have any say about what's going to be happening, uh, you know, in those in those situations. Let's spin this forward over the Big Twelve, right? A lot of conversation about okay, are they good at sixteen? And I think right now they are good. At 16, I think they're right where they want to be at 16. And we saw, hey, it was going to be some kind of combination. I think we heard Mac Rhodes talk about it. I forgot who mentioned it. Uh, but basically, you know, um, you know, what, what, what kind of combination of schools would make sense to the Big 12 to add? Uh, what combination makes sense for them would be, you know, uh, Colorado, UConn, the Arizona schools, just whatever combination it was. And I think now we're asking ourselves, okay, if UConn was going to be a member, they added – does it now make sense to do it? And on the football side of things, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to add UConn at all. I am a fan of them staying at 16 schools unless they want to do basketball. If they want to add more schools for basketball, I am totally, totally okay with them doing that if it makes sense monetarily. And also too, you know, if it's a slight risk, like maybe it's worth taking because in the end, if you just have to sell basketball with football, that's fine. But there is still a very good opportunity for them down the line. I think it's not fair, unfair to think that, hey, could the basketball-only package when you have Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, UConn, Houston. I mean, you get those seven schools and look, the other schools, obviously the big 12 are really good too, but like those are kind of, and I'll even take can't stay out. It gives you six, like these six marquee brands in basketball that give you a huge advantage. You are selling something. Oh, and I mentioned a UConn too, you know, six, seven, eight, whatever you want to mention, like you can fill an entire season of big Mondays and, uh, and Saturday night Sonic blockbusters with a big 12 slate of games. You can do that. And so that's why I think that the big 12 should consider, that basketball only thing. Once again, only if it makes sense and only if the schools are amenable to it. And if, if maybe it's a risk worth taking because I've mentioned this earlier in the week and I want to keep mentioning it too. You know, and, and uh, Mon- our guy Monkey Bustle is right. Like March Madness does bring in about a billion dollars a year. So while March Madness is not college football, it's still money. And these folks love their money. We all know that. So these guys who love their money, who love their cash, guys and girls make the choices. You know, if we think, and I think a lot of us believe this, that the college football playoff is going to ultimately be uh, taken into uh, the, the conferences will take it over, right? And I think it's pretty reasonable to think, hey, if we're taking over football, why wouldn't we just take basketball? Unless you love how it's going now, but like the NCAA is paying out the schools. Why don't the conferences just take control of it and they can pay themselves out and they don't need the NCAA to run the event? They can expand it to 96, uh, 96. Uh, you know, uh, teams, they can keep all the money and they can basically say NCAA go kick rocks. Cause like the NCAA ends up recouping all this cash in the NCAA basketball tournament. And what they will do is, uh, you know, what they'll, what they'll do is they'll just take the money um, and they have like a massive reserve. The NCAA has, well, they're clearly not using it on things like enforcement and, and making legislature, you know, making things happen. Uh, they use it you know, to put on other events and whatnot, but still I think the money making sports we're heading towards, 
athletic pay for play situation. So I think it's kind of best at the conferences who are clearly in the money making business, just take this thing overall. Now here's the problem with that. Um, here is the big issue with that. And once again, guys like the video, send your super chats, send your questions. Super chats will get precedence. I will answer y'all's questions as we go along here. We'll keep going as long as you all have these questions. Um, but I think one thing about this is like, there, there's still not consensus with a lot of these conferences when it comes to decision-making. We saw this play out the other day uh, when it came down to Washington and Oregon joining the Big Ten. It did not sound like everybody was on the same page, but because Fox knew they could get them for a discount, Fox flipped the whole bill for Oregon and Washington because they thought it was worth it. And they basically told the team, they basically told the conference, uh, vote yes on this because we want Oregon and Washington and we get them at a big discount. That's TV companies run this thing. ESPN wanted the, you know, wants the, the, the companies as well. So, uh, um, you know, we'll go with that. First super chat. I want to thank Tom Dean for this one. Uh, today, Dellinger says pack four might rebuild with four AC, uh, AAC. Yeah, you know, it would be interesting, the AAC schools, you know, to, to lump them in there. You know, I, I think AAC still is, they've got some interesting locations involved in the American Athletic Conference, but the brands still lack. And I know people talk about Tulane, they still have, you know, Service Academy, like Navy. So there are some interesting brands and in some places like Memphis, obviously, too. So I think the Pac-4, um, maybe that is the right way to go. But the problem to me, Tom, and, and others out there, and you all can share your thoughts on this, is that. You know, Westernmost schools. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Westernmost schools. That would make sense. The problem, the problem here is that once again, you're not gonna make a ton of money. And it feels like Stanford and Cal think their destinies are different than Washington and Washington State, right? While they're speaking, like Stanford and Cal see themselves differently. They do see themselves as these more elite academic institutions. Football care, we'll see if they can kind of get the football programs, both of them respectively, back going again. But right now, at this point in time, it does kind of feel like that those institutions are want to make more decisions by yourself. So thanks to that, Tom. Once again, y'all keep sending in those super chats. I greatly, greatly appreciate those. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they went that direction. But you know, they have to consider all, all possibilities at this point in time, right? SMU, Tulane, Rice, Memphis, right? You're in, you're in Memphis. You're in Houston. Um, you are in New Orleans. You are in Dallas. You kind of have that nice little like area, you know, in the south, southwest, uh, you know, deep south. Like they, they do have a nice kind of foothold there in the south. Could they pair that up with the West Coast schools? Yeah, and they get a lot of markets there. Sure. What does that look like though? How seriously do we take that conference? I think it's a good question. Or do you, could you pair those up, those four AAC schools in big markets? Could you pair them up with the Pac-4? And could you pair them with the Mountain West? I think the Mountain West feels really good about their chances of, of kind of um, being the conference, you know, being like the, the full conference that is more towards the West at this point in time. Uh, I think they've got a good chance at that now because of the way things are kind of falling their direction. Because when you think about what, what's the best group of five conference now, you know, Sun the Sun Belt, I mean – Look, they're not in, you know, the Sun Belt is the discount SEC because they are in these small towns across the South, but also the football has just been fantastic recently, right? So you think about the Auburn, Alabama's, Tuscaloosa, Alabama's, you talk about Gainesville, Florida, uh, Fayette, you know, Fayetteville, Arkansas is now it really just massive. I mean, it's it, Northwest Arkansas is exploding. It's a huge place to live because of Walmart. So it's kind of not as good of an example. But when you think about places 
you know, like those small towns, like that, that's kind of what the Sunbelt has going on, but their football is fantastic. Uh, the Mountain West also, I think, might have a claim to it as well. The MAC has really fallen off. So, we're talking about G5 conferences, uh, the smaller conferences. I, I think the Mountain West has a chance to lay claim to that. Once again, keep sending those questions in. But kind of on the conference side of, of them making decisions, y'all, it feels like the conferences are having a tougher time coming to. Uh, you know, making choices, right? The, AAC, the ACC right now, they are not on the same page as they make decisions. We're seeing the Big Ten schools were not on the same page. We're ultimately coerced into doing it by the television networks, by Fox. Fox made them do this. Fox made them make this happen. And so they had to follow suit because that's what you do. When the TV companies come calling, they tell you to do something, you do it. Um, and this kind of goes to the whole thing of like, you know, the original point was, if the conferences take football to basketball and basketball together, you know what happens? Uh, I think the Big 12 could make a claim there that still being really good at hoops keeps you in the fight for all of it, right? Because there will be some variation, right? They're gonna—I mean, I hope they still include the small conferences, you know, like the NEC and the Atlantic Sun and the Atlantic 10. You know, those those schools deserve to be involved. I think they will, obviously, in whatever college basketball's future is. Um, I think more the obviously the conferences will get more the big conference will get more preference than a 96 team field. And look, guys, I don't I think we're all in agreement. Like there might be folks out there who want a 96 team field. I love March Madness. It is fantastic. Yeah, and Tom, Tom makes a point too. The Big East, right? The Big East is that variation in college basketball. Um, but like those conferences belong in there. Um, and they they want more schools. I think we all agree it's gonna head in that direction to 96 schools or just at least an expansion. Because why wouldn't you do it? Why would you not expand the the tournament? It's more games, and we know CBS will flip the bill for that because the NCAA tournament is does bonkers ratings, and we all love the games. I mean, guys, I watch the playing games on Tuesday nights, so I'm not sure about you guys, but if they give me if they give me more games, and I mean, here's the thing there's a good chance some of our all monitors are going to be in it, right? If we're all in you know, Missouri, uh, they're in the bubble. They might get in your Texas tech fan. They might get in. Right. I mean, hell there's an argument guys this year for 16 and 16. I think it was the final record of tech, Texas tech to make the NCAA tournament. So more of those schools will get in. Um, yeah. I mean, look, the PAC 12, I think they're going to be in, they're going to be in some debt. Right. Yeah. And this is a, this is a, this is a, uh, uh, you know, this is a great point. Dellinger article, Pac-12 has no contract lawsuits, owes, owes Comcast millions for accounting errors. It is dead and in the middle of a financial iceberg. I agree with that. Honestly, that's why I think the, the, the schools that joined the Big 12 could have made the move a little bit faster. I actually think those schools could make a, uh, could make a change and have gone to the Big 12 a bit quicker than they actually did it because you know they have all those things they're facing. And why wouldn't you just leave and go somewhere else? Uh, I also want to appreciate the boss man, Brian Etheridge, uh, for watching. Hopefully I have been bringing it. If you all believe I've been bringing it, like the video. If you all believe I've been bringing it, send me a nice little super chat. That, uh, appreciate that supporting the show. Um, and we'll get to your questions as well. If you want preference on those questions, please, once again, send that super chat. All right, so we'll get to some of these questions here in a second. But you all continually, uh, you know, once again, like the video. It's the most important thing. That's how we get this thing out. Also, guys, subscribe to the channel. We're on our way to 12K. Our goal was 12K by the start of the season. I said it was ambitious. We're well on our way. So if you all have not subscribed, uh, please do. Five plus days a week, 
guys, we do serious Big 12 content. Our interviews are great. I just recorded with Trace uh, Trilco, Sons of UCF. The UCF preview is going to be a banger. Uh, we've got West Virginia with our guy, Kuz, Kuz's Corner. That's coming up this weekend. We've also got Iowa State one's tough to do. I filmed it a week ago, and now their roster is drastically different. But we cover every single Big 12 school. The new school's coming in. We'll have checkups on them as well. So this is the best place, five-plus days a week, guys. This is where you get your Big 12 content from. It's fantastic. I appreciate you all supporting this channel. Uh, so keep sending those questions. Keep sending those likes. Keep supporting the channel by subscribing. And also, if, you, if, you, you know, if you've already subscribed, tell your kids. Uh, get on their YouTube accounts. Subscribe to them, too. Make, their, make these videos pop up in their feeds. Um, all right, so these questions, I will make sure I'm, I'm going to star them. Uh, no Stanford or Cal. Uh, you know, I want schools that uh, in Oregon State and Washington State for the Cal schools. Yes, but only if they va add value to your league, right? That's the only way you want to add these schools to your conference. Um, I was making you all hungry, the metaphors. I apologize for that. Uh, the food metaphor. I feel like it's a good metaphor. Do you all, okay, so do you, you know, new people have joined. Do you all think that the food metaphor is a good one for the Big 12, right? If the Big 10... And the SEC are the steak or the lobster. All right. The Big 12, though, on a Saturday can be the salad because they can kick it off early, right? They can be that, that the, the bread. They can be, you know, in those main time slots too, potatoes right next to an SEC game. You know, you still flip over and watch Texas Tech play a TCU in a night game, whatever setting that you've got. You've also got, you know, the, the wine, you know, the great wine that you pair with the food, right? Um, you know, the, and also the dessert too. It can be that late night game now as well, right? So that's kind of the food analogy. I feel like makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's see. The pack just lacks self awareness. I believe this is true, folks. I think self awareness is one of the most important things in life. That's why I read the comment sections as much as I do, because I like to separate. You know, what is people just being a hater from uh, what is actually good, strong criticism? What is good thoughts? That's why I read what you all say. So to be aware of certain things, you know, to be aware of certain stuff that I'm doing, whether it be mannerisms, whether it be content, whether it be stuff that I'm saying, whether it be stuff that I missed. And so be, kind of being aware of your situation, reading the room, understanding what you need to do to succeed. The Pac-12 never did that. They had a high and mighty opinion of themselves and they were uncompromising. And that's what led themselves to where they are now and today. Um, I think that's, that's, that's pretty... Um, Pretty good. Does the PAC commish even get a leadership position in college athletics? No. What would you, I mean, I wouldn't let this guy near a Wendy's. Would you all? I wouldn't let the guy near a Wendy's right now. I mean, the guy did not understand the product at all. He did not understand what he was selling. He didn't understand what he was sitting on. And look, that happens a lot of the time, but this was happening in the reverse. Uh, it wasn't like he was sitting on a gold mine and sold it way too early. This guy, uh, you know, this is a situation where Klyavkov, uh, you, you know, didn't understand that he was selling something and thought a lot better of him, uh, of, of the product, excuse me, that he was selling. Ultimately, where do we think the remaining pack four go? I don't know. This is, uh, this is, I do not know. Uh, I think there's a chance they could play independently, right? I, I mean, look, he, here's the deal, y'all. UConn football is on CBS Sports Network. So like, if these schools and, and I think Stanford ostensibly is a, and Cal are better brands. Together. So if they want to do a combo, um, hell they could play twice a year. If they wanted to, if they could do a combo or they, and they, they, they kind of do a pot of four, those four schools play together. 
or they could do a scheduling alliance, something like that. If they could find a way just to get on television, because like I, I don't think those schools shouldn't just be, I don't think those schools should be off TV. So I think somebody will give them money. It's just not an amount of money that they're used to making. That's the problem for them. Uh, let's see. Uh, stay at 16 until the ACC implodes to pick up four more. All right, so when do we think the ACC is imploding, folks? Because once again, like we keep hearing about all this stuff and um, we've got no idea when that's going to come, right? And I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Now, could they get the eight together and make it happen? Sure, but like it still feels like those eight schools, if they left, would all need places to go. All eight of those institutions would need places to go after they're done. And it feels like at this point, you know, those eight schools, whoever it was to break it up. And it does not feel like those eight schools at this point in time, whoever the eight would be, have guaranteed places. Now, I would love to see a Louisville in the Big 12. I'd love to see a Virginia Tech in the Big 12. Sure. Um, but I think it's just going to head towards more of a super conference and just per perpetuate that even more. And here's the problem, guys. I'm not sure that's good for the Big 12. If the ACC implodes, the SEC picks up what they want, the Big 10 picks up what they want, okay, we're heading more towards that terrible moment in time where we go to super conferences, all right? And do we want to head to the moment where we go to super conferences? We just don't, all right? We, I, I, at, least, at least to me, I don't think we want to head to super conferences right away because then we start trimming the fat in the big conferences, right? Oh, does Vanderbilt need to be here? Does Missouri need to be here? Does Rutgers need to be here? Does Indiana need to be here? We start asking questions about those schools and we cut it down. And, and where is the big 12 and all of that too? So I think as long as the conferences are kind of in control of things, you know, it's TV networks too, sure. But as long as the conference has maintained some control, you do feel okay about where the Big 12 is, especially if they're super relevant in basketball. Uh, who's a new lockdown person? I don't mean to answer that one. You all can figure that one out on your own. I will just tell you all, I believe we are a more serious show than what is happening uh, over at the, the uh, Locked On Big 12. Uh, but yeah, uh, we are the we're, the, we're the, we're the good one. If the goal is to get to 20 or 24, shouldn't the Big 12 stay aggressive and get there first or at least get closer? So this is a good uh, it's a good point. Maybe you do. You're chasing a block. But at what point is the diminishing return in terms of finances there, right? Like you need to pick up brands that, are, that people say, well, could you imagine a college football future, future without X, Y, or Z? And here's the thing. You could say, well, can you imagine a football future without Stanford or Cal or Oregon State or Washington State? Well, yeah, we can because we're facing that down right now, right? We're staring at that in the mirror. So that situation is right there. And that's why I don't know if you just go and add right now for the sake of adding schools. I do think there's something to the idea of a voting block keeping you safe, but I don't know how safe you would be. Uh, David Floyd says, add Cal and Stanford. Yeah, man, here's what I was saying though about that. I mean, here's what I'll say about that. Um, and this guy's, uh, we'll wrap up here in a little bit. So final chance to get your super chats and your questions in once again, super chats are greatly appreciated just because, uh, you all know that I, you know, I had the show locked on big 12, ha uh, having lost that made me take a huge financial hit. We're back here. We're trying to build it up. That's why I need all the likes. That is why we need, uh, you know, we need all the, uh, subscriptions, all of those things is really important. So we appreciate you guys doing all of those things, helping out this show any way you can. Simplest way is the like. Next best way is a subscription. Next best way is a super chats, liking the videos, all that stuff, guys. It really does. Um, it really does help. Uh, all right. So and that's why we should add Cal and Stanford now. Yeah. I think there's, there's some serious differences though with Cal and Stanford, right? You add the Bay area. Sure. But like, not sure what the Bay area's appetite is for, for big 12 football. 
So I'm not sure it's why I would, I would go that direction. Also, in terms of decision-making, I think you're going to have too much of a difference between folks like, you know, the schools, the, the, um, uh, the, some of the big 12 classic schools in Stanford and Cal. Uh, I think you can already tell right now that some of the decision-making at Arizona State is a little bit different than we're used to, uh, you know, in the big 12. Uh, all right, folks, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us at NWPod365 on the Twitters at uh, NWPod365 at Josh Neighbors underscore. Please like the show. Crystal Ball College Football, subscribe to the channel. We're on the way to 12K. Help us get there. And folks, something happens over the weekend. Uh, we'll do it. Oh, one more super chat from Tom Dean. What schools raise Big Ten and SEC? And uh, let's see, what schools raise big SEC money? Yeah, Clemson and Miami, I would say. Notre Dame, I would say. Um, uh, well, Virginia Tech and Virginia do, and so, like Duke and Carolina kind of do too, right? Just because of the, where they're located. Like, actually, I remember this for Virginia Tech football for a while ago, at least. They were included in that article that Andy Staples wrote. It was like Wheel of 24 where it was basically these schools that add TV value to your conference, and they were included in that. So their inclusion in that makes you think that, hey, uh, you know, this, this, is a, this is a situation where, uh, you know, they would add some value. Um, I think those schools definitely would. All right, that will do it for the show today. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you all next week. Or if something breaks over the weekend, we'll have some content. Oh, yeah, and also we got team previews coming up. So talk to you all soon.